Today on Happier Music Teacher, how I changed from a stressed hot mess to a happier music teacher. Hi, and welcome to Happier Music Teacher. Are you a music teacher who has no time, no voice, and you kind of need to pee? I'm Beth Duhon. I'm a Christian, wife, mother, musician, and former stressed hot mess music teacher. I've been there. Join me every week as we work on easy micro actions so that you can be a happier music teacher. In the podcast intro, I say I'm a former stressed hot mess turned into a happier music teacher. And that's true. But it is not like one day I magically arrived or that I live perfectly as a happier music teacher every day and I never had any more troubles. The end. It's a process. It's a daily process. But there are some definite steps that happened that changed me from a stressed hot mess to a happier music teacher, even on my worst day, even on my worst teaching day or day at home. So, in no particular order, here are a few of the things. The most important thing that changed me, and I hope it doesn't happen to you, is a crisis. And I reference this in my book, and I hope you will pick it up, because I think I didn't write it just for me. I wrote it to help you. Happier Music Teacher, 50 Days to Being a Happier Music Teacher at Home and at School, available on F-flat Books, and also soon on Amazon. Now, I won't get into the specifics of the crisis. It almost doesn't matter. And crisis is such a different word. People... It might have just been a blip on the radar screen for some people. For me at the time, and even now, it still felt major. Um, I had an injury that had me on workers' comp for several months. And then also things were falling apart on the home front because of my son having some behavior issues, significant behavior issues at school. Gretchen Rupin talks about a lot of different types of habit change. And one of the most effective she talks about is the strategy of the lightning bolt. And pretty much you can't make lightning hit you. And I will say this type of change for me, this type of habit change was a lightning bolt moment because there was a definite before and after. And when I came back to the classroom, I knew that I was replaceable and I knew that some things had to change. They simply had to. They weren't sustainable. So the first way that I changed is not a way that I'd recommend that you change, is changing by crisis or changing by lightning bolt. And yet, even if you don't have a big dramatic moment, I guess I was being dramatic, huh? Um, you're still going to have a moment that kind of hits you, even if it's a little bit smaller, of you want things to be different. There's a day that you walk in the door and it's way too late and you're way too tired. Uh, You're not feeling fulfilled enough with all the hard work that you're putting in, the extra hours. It doesn't have the payoff that you thought it would, or it doesn't feel the same now that you're older that it did when you're younger. So anyway, number one, I had a crisis. Number two in the ways I changed from a stressed hot mess to a happier music teacher is put down the caffeine. That seems so minor, doesn't it? I mean, it's caffeine. It feels so harmless. Our culture runs on it. And I have not broken up with it completely. Don't you worry. But I do remember a time where I was just running on it constantly. I was scared to be without it. It was a big part of what I did and who I was. I always had a large sweet tea or a Diet Coke or something. So... Don't even go there with the empty calories and sugar with some of what I was consuming. But uh, just the caffeine in general, I was always in this highly charged state and didn't know it. And it caused lots of other problems. So it's no secret that caffeine can make you highly wired and even anxious. But when we're looking at some root causes for some of our problems, we don't even investigate it that much. So it is not a cure-all. It is not a magic pill. But if you are feeling extra wound up, extra stressed hot mess, you might consider dialing back on the caffeine. 
Number three, in some of the ways I changed from a stressed hot mess to a happier music teacher, was I wasn't afraid of change. And this change is different for everyone. What constitutes change is different for everyone. But for me, I wasn't afraid of career change. Um, I was really thinking that things on my campus would change. If I just hung in there a little bit longer, if I was just a little bit sweeter and nicer, things would change. It didn't. And I hung in there a good long time, y'all. And so finally, there was a day, and it was just a line in the sand day for me. I don't know what did it, but I decided, whatever happens, I am not going to be on this campus next year. Whatever happens. If that means I take a job outside of teaching, if that means... The advice I'd always been given by well-meaning people was, stick it out. It's not that bad. And they were right. I could have stuck it out. And in some ways, it wasn't that bad. Very true. But I really knew that I needed to change. And as I read in Facebook groups, some of y'all are in plum toxic situations, and you're not going anywhere. And it hasn't even occurred to you to go anywhere. There is always another option. Now, it may not be the same. It may not be the same subject matter even, the same grade level, the same town, the same district, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean. But it is okay if you think it is necessary and better for you, your career, your mental health, fill in the blank, to go ahead and change. Change grade levels, change campuses, change districts, change careers, any of that if you need to. So one of the ways I changed from a stressed hot mess to a happy music teacher was change. And in fact... Last few years, I've been through several changes, and I feel like I've hit a sweet spot now. Now, to be sure, that decision isn't to be taken lightly, but I do think there's a time that when you know it is time to change, it's really counterproductive not to. And it might take a couple chances to get it right, and what is a deal breaker for you, or what feels like a not great environment for you, or not a great fit, might be wonderful for someone else. So I'm definitely not in the habit of saying that my way is the only right way. But if you're really feeling like, man, I still want to be a music teacher, but I'm chronically unhappy at this place, there might be some nuggets there for you. The other changes I made, aside from literal campus changes, uh, was making some career changes as far as being more involved in my elementary music cohort and trying to change roles from someone who got support to someone who lent support. Of course, I always still need support as well. I decided to take some risks and submit to different conferences. I started to take some risks and submit to different podcasts to be a guest. I decided to take some risks and write a book. And none of this was very comfortable or easy. It wasn't like I magically had more time than ever. I didn't. In fact, these things took time. Uh, But what it did is it let me put my chin up a little bit higher in my day-to-day life. And it let me know that I had value to offer to other music educators. And it got the focus off myself which let me tell you there for a while, I was kind of in a funk and my focus was definitely on myself and probably victim and poor me, if we're going to be honest. And so by putting the work out there and really looking to serve instead of be served, it helped me change as well. Number four in the ways I changed from a stressed hot mess to a happier music teacher is I spent time daily in spiritual disciplines. Now, my preacher just gave a sermon on Sunday as one does on Sundays, right, Uh, about some of the spiritual disciplines for being in the Word. I'm like, ooh, ooh, I do not feel like a very spiritual heavyweight here. Um, There are so many ways to go deeper than what I'm currently doing. But the time daily is worth it. 
And like I said, not that it's something I can brag about. It's nothing to brag about on my end. But just the dividends it pays, that is one activity that pays more dividends in my life than any other one. I would not give it up for the world. So the daily disciplines of simply praying in my car, I don't think I'm good at praying. I don't think I'm deep at praying, um, but I do pray. And then the discipline of getting up early and spending some time alone in the Bible. And we talked before, this is not intense theological study by any stretch, but spending time daily in spiritual disciplines grounded me in a way that nothing else did. And it's like I said, the most valuable thing I would do and how I became a happier music teacher. Number five in the ways I changed is I read the book Boundaries by John Townsend and Henry Cloud. And I also implemented what I learned that book. This book should not have been such a revelation to me. It's really basic, don't be codependent book. But it was a revelation. It was just like you could just pick my drop jaw off, off the floor. That there was a different way to live. That there was a way to live with boundaries. And what boundaries were. Now, to be honest and to be sure, especially for the people around me, my initial boundaries were clumsy and heavy-handed and harsh and probably rude because I was just so new and inexperienced at it and didn't know what I was doing. But the ideas there really made me think, you know, I don't have to be treated like a doormat. And it's okay also for people to tell me no. One of the delights in my professional life lately, and it really is a delight, I've had a few people where I've asked to work with me on something or edit something for me or some type of task like that, and they've graciously told me no and told me why. Or I have a friend who has excellent boundaries, and I was talking to her. I said, hey, I'm going to be over in your town on this day, over break. Can we hang out? No, no, I'm really quite busy, but we can hang out after the holidays. She wasn't dissing me. She didn't want to not be around me. She honestly... Her holidays were full. She knew that. She recognized that. And she also knew me as a person where she could shoot straight with me. So that is a game changer of a book. We always joke in the Facebook group that that is required reading. Uh, so if you haven't, now tread cautiously. I feel like it's a really a game-changing, life-changing book. But if you haven't, think about reading and implementing boundaries. I am really eyeball deep in all that right now because I'm preparing my talk, Better Boundaries for the Private Lessons Teacher for TMEA. And it really has my mind in that boundary space. And I think so many of our stressed hot mess problems are really our own problems. And giving you just a little tip from that talk, you are the problem. Sorry, you're the problem. I'm also the problem. And you are also the solution. So which is the best news ever. So we're not victims. We we don't have to sit there and be frustrated because people aren't respecting our time or respecting us. We can also teach people how to treat us using boundaries. Number six in the change from stressed hot mess to happier music teacher was deciding on my non-negotiables. Melissa Stoffer has a really fun meme she puts out talking about be a 90s phone plan, no nights and no weekends for your work. And I really decided for the most part not always, but as much as possible to draw some firm limits around when I would be at work and when I would stop working. It was not just a blank check. And that's around the time that I also implemented Sabbath and some things like that. I also thought about certain things in my son's life that were non-negotiables. I'm embarrassed to say, and it still bothers me, um, I missed my son's kindergarten field trip. I didn't think I had enough days. I had been out with a foot. I just didn't feel like I could do it. Actually, you know what? That's not true. It was earlier in the year. 
I just missed my son's kindergarten field trip because I didn't feel like I could take the day. I don't get that back, y'all. So starting in first grade, like clockwork, I was there for every single one. Done. And every Thanksgiving feast, done. It didn't matter what else was going on. Now, some things were unavoidable. I wasn't there for his Veterans Day program. I was at my own Veterans Day program. But as much as possible, I wanted to decide some things for sure ahead of time instead of letting them be decided for me. Uh, like my son's activities that you won't get back. Like your nights and weekends that can really get fritter away with work and you don't have a lot to show for it. And definitely nothing lasting with your family. Number seven is I changed how I ate. Now, I will say this is not to trigger anybody. Um, eating can feel so loaded for a lot of people, especially if we've had disordered eating in your past. But I will say just one of the things that has changed for me during this school year is eating my school day breakfast and lunch for nourishment and not for entertainment. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes as the semester goes on, if I'm stressed, I'm tempted, or I will even you know, think it's a good idea to go through Whataburger or get a Starbucks or get a treat, something like that. And it's fine. We can all have a treat. Um, but a lot of times I think maybe we're just eating for entertainment. And so for me, it has been very helpful for my health, even just for the mental energy used to just make school day breakfast and lunch pretty much just business. They're, they're nourishment. Now, it doesn't mean I won't do any enjoyment. It doesn't mean like occasionally maybe um, take out with your team or for someone's birthday or something. But for just a run-of-the-mill Wednesday during the week, you're going to see me drinking a protein shake because it's reasonably healthy and reasonably easy. Maybe some leftover sausage or eggs if we have it in the fridge. And for lunch, I've talked about my classroom pantry. You're going to see me eating from my classroom pantry supplementing with some other things, some pretty boring, um, healthy is subjective, right? Everyone has their own idea of healthy, but fairly healthy things for lunch like Greek yogurt or string cheese, uh, berries, V8, guacamole, nothing crazy, no huge portions, just getting the job done and eating for nourishment and not entertainment. I can tell for me, it makes me feel more level emotionally. It helps my blood sugar level out. I don't get those big spikes and big dips and the hangry feelings. So one of the big changes for me is just during the week, eating more for fuel. And here's your bonus tip. I prioritize the roles of wife and mother. Being a music teacher is valuable. In my mind, it is not as valuable and is not as forever as being a wife and mother. So when I became a wife, I made promises, real promises that I need to keep. And a mother is a forever relationship. And there's a lot of people who would like to have those roles and maybe don't yet. Or maybe they don't have it because of divorce. Fill in the blank. So for me, wife is important. I am the only person to fill that role for my husband. And mother is important. My son only gets one mother. So even though it might stroke my pretty little ego to spend time at school and have people tell me nice things and get appreciated for a good program or being a nice music teacher for their child, the meat and potatoes, the root of who I am and what I need to prioritize is wife and mother. So in short, some of the ways I changed from a stressed hot mess to a happier music teacher was having a crisis, would not recommend, putting down the caffeine, would recommend, I'm backing off a little bit. I probably, my New Year's, I was doing two cups every morning and then sometimes a caffeinated beverage infrequently in the afternoon. I'm down to one in the morning. That seems like my happy place. I don't choose to abstain. You might. 
Number three, not being afraid of change and whatever that might look like for you. Um, if it's a change in your personal life, if it's a change in your professional life, your health, not being afraid of change when it's needed. Number four, spending time daily in your spiritual disciplines. Number five, reading the book Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend and then implementing them. There's also a fantastic new one I mentioned in a separate episode, The Book of Boundaries, Set the Limits That Will Set You Free by Melissa Urban. She's the co-founder of Whole30. Deciding on your non-negotiables. Remember, mine was being a 90s phone plan and also attending my son's field trips and Thanksgiving feasts. Number seven, eating my school day meals, my breakfast and lunch for nourishment, not entertainment. And then my bonus tip, if I'm going to prioritize, excuse me, if I'm going to prioritize anything in this life, I'm going to prioritize the roles of wife and mother. This week's verse of the day. Isaiah 26.3 You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Today's Mindset Minute is to speak life and truth about yourself. Now, I read the book Soundtracks by John Acuff and it was basically fancy affirmations and I'm not there yet with the affirmations. That hasn't been part of my daily practice. But I have started to catch myself about the words that I say. So be very careful. Now, I don't feel like um, name it and claim it. I am never going to be a six foot two WNBA basketball player. A little late for that game. I can't speak that life and truth of myself. I could wake up every morning and say it. It would never be true. Um, but I do think at the bare minimum, I can catch myself when I'm talking negatively about myself, and it's amazing to me how quickly it just slips past my lips, all these negative things. Oh, I'm not good at math. I'm not business-minded. Well, it's not true. That's right. I'm not good at math, and I'm not business-minded, but I don't need to be declaring it over myself and telling everybody who will listen all day long what I'm not good at, what I'm not. It just reinforces it in my mind and makes it more of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, you know, otherwise things we just say just so flippantly about ourselves that we may be self-deprecating, maybe we're being funny, um, but it's not so funny and things we'd never say about someone else, you know, just casually calling ourselves fat or lazy or boring or any number of things. I just catch myself saying in conversation without thinking it's almost a habit, a crazy habit. So if you're like me, Let's resolve this week to speak life and truth about ourselves. We don't even have to go so far as to speak the positive things. Let's just start and catch the negative things, baby steps, and go from there. So today's Mindset Minute, speak life and truth about yourself. This week's People, Podcast, and Promotion segment shines on the Teach for the Heart podcast, blog, books, and courses. It's led by Linda Cardamus. Now, this happens to be faith-based, and here's how she describes it. Teaching solutions from a biblical perspective. You don't have to figure it all out on your own. Get the practical help and biblical encouragement you need to thrive as a teacher and shine the love of Christ in your classroom. Now, I feel like there are a lot of practical and tactical nuggets in here. So even if you're not a faith-based person, you still may find some things of value. Um, But definitely for those of us who are Christ followers, this is a wonderful resource. Teachfortheheart.com. If you're a newer podcast listener to Happier Music Teacher, welcome. Here are a few things you might be able to do to support the podcast. 
The first is join the Happier Music Teachers Facebook group. That group is a source of joy for me, and I post in it daily. The second thing you might consider is leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And the third is purchasing Happier Music Teacher, currently on F-flat Books and soon to come on Amazon. Thank you for listening to the Happier Music Teacher. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe and tell a friend.